Well, hello there. It is great to see you again, and welcome back to the latest installment of Lessons by the Lake, the As We Go Private Wealth Show. I am your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff. It's always great to be with you again, you know, again here on the show. And as always, we have our star of the show, Bob Bedreitis, Managing Director of Oswego Private Wealth. He's standing by. He'll be jumping aboard in just a moment. And we also have a very special guest that's joining us today. I'll save the introduction for Bob. Uh, but our guest today, we're going to be covering a really interesting topic here, specifically catered towards business owners. You know, we have a big focus here on that show where our wealth management discussions surround, you know, the activities and inner workings of business owners and the challenges that they face. And on today's show, we're going to be talking about really the sale or transition, uh, you know, and, and where that plays a role for a business owner, that sale and transition towards advanced planning. Really big topic that we're going to be covering today. So with that being said, I want to go ahead and bring Bob out so we can set the scene. Bob, it's good to see you. How are you doing today? Ryan, terrific. As always, it's just really terrific to see you. Thanks. Yeah, I always look forward to get, getting together with you, Bob. And uh, we've got a really great episode today with a special guest, a topic that's packed full of beneficial information for our business owners out there. Uh, Bob, I'll throw the reins over to you and you can intro our guest and, and get right into the conversation to hand. All right. Thank, thank you, Ryan. Yeah, I'm super excited today to interview Julie Marquis. You know, for most business owners, the sale or transition of a business will be the largest financial transaction and honestly, the most sensitive business transaction of their career. And something this important deserves advanced thought, knowledge, preparation, uh, advanced planning for a future business exit helps a business owner achieve maximum financial value in the most suitable deal structure. Yeah, I'm known for helping business owners become financially independent of their businesses. And at Oswego Wealth, Private Wealth Management, we believe that you deserve to maximize your life's work in order to take care of the people that you love, give generously to the causes that you care about, and live an amazing life of significance. And Julie is a person who's le leading an amazing life of significance. Uh, we've gotten to know each other uh, fairly well over the past year or so, and Julie's known for helping entrepreneurs and their leadership teams solve root problems that helps them lead more effectively, gain traction through a simple proven operating system. Uh, Julie's a lifelong entrepreneur. Maybe she'll tell us a little bit about it. She started her first business at the age of 12 and then graduated from the University of Washington with a degree in chemical engineering. Uh, she has a passion for people. She puts fun in the process. She has this entrepreneurial spirit, uh, second to none. And she's a bit of anomaly in this, anomaly in the sense that she is an extroverted engineer. And, uh, and Julie writes this really terrific blog uh, that she uses her, she raises chickens, she has 15 chickens uh, currently, and she uses her chickens as a metaphor for life and for business and for managing people. And today we're going to discuss how Julie and the Entrepreneurial Operating System, EOS, can make your succession planning a success. We're going to define how does a company transition from one generation to the next and even though the details can be daunting but beyond that there is just one question that often plagues business owners and that's this that even if you have all the legal and financial details worked out how does your business practically transition to new ownership so that you can walk away with peace of mind knowing that you've left the business in a good place and it can continue to go and grow for for 
generations and time moving forward. So Julie, I'm really excited and uh, looking forward to this conversation. Uh, thank you for being on the show. Oh, Bob, thank you so much for the invitation. It's always fun to spend time with you and, and always happy to talk about my chickens and EOS. So it's great to be here. <laughs> well, let's, let's, give, let's give you a bite at that apple. Let's, uh, why don't you talk to us a little bit about who you are. Just tell us about your background, how you got to where you are today, uh, how you came to be uh, doing the work that you're doing. And uh, we'd love to hear about that. Oh, thank you. So I actually did start my business when I was 12 years old as a private swimming instructor. And while you might not consider that to be a business, I had to go out, I had to sell my service, I had to deliver the service, and then I do that awful part at the end about collecting the money. And let me tell you, at age 12, collecting money was not an easy thing for me to do. But after graduating from college with a degree in chemical engineering, I had to train that trade that business bathing suit in for a business suit. So I went off for corporate America, got a great job as a process engineer, and I fell in love with process. But it didn't take me long to realize two things. First, I'm not so great in corporate America. And second, while I love process, my true passion is helping people achieve their full potential. So once I kind of made that realization, I started my own business and I started focusing on helping companies streamline their processes to improve productivity and increase profitability. And I was quickly reminded how hard it is to grow and scale a business. But during that time, I did discover that there was a real difference in intentionality about the way that businesses who could sustain the gains we made together and those that could not. And that was the intentionality that they made around making decisions. And that's when I discovered EOS and I realized that is a secret ingredient that my clients have been missing. So once I made that decision, I stopped my consulting practice. And now all I do is just help companies, business owners get what they want from their business. And that can be, wow. go ahead. Yep. Well, I mean, that's, that's, that's terrific, Julie. And I can, I can tell you that we took, uh, we took our team through EOS about five, six years ago, and it just transformed how we do business. And why don't we pause here and just, add, and let's define what is EOS and exactly how can, an, how can EOS help an entrepreneur business get event or exit ready? Absolutely. So EOS and kind of the true definition is a set of practical real world tools that helps business owners, leadership teams get more of the right stuff done every single day. But you can also think about it as you have all these bundles of energy, all your employees are all bouncing around, right? And then all we're doing is we're taking all those bundles of energy and we're focusing them in the same direction. And when you do that, you're going to get where you want to go further, faster, and with a little less energy, little less, less effort. Uh, well, Julie, what do you what do you think? Some are the what are uh, in your experience some of the biggest issues you see from business owners when they implement EOS? Kind of what's the before and after picture look like from a client that that's contemplating utilizing EOS? They're thinking about that exit within the next year or two or three. And they're, they're kind of trying to work through what it is that they have to do internally. Uh, what have you seen working with business owners from, when, from the time you start until you complete the project? Um, what kind of transformations have you seen? 
So let me just start a little bit about kind of at the beginning, like where are the business owners at the beginning? And typically they're feeling some frustration. Sometimes it's because the business is running them and they're not running the business. Sometimes it's because they're not making enough money for the amount of time and effort that they're putting into the business. Oftentimes they're frustrated with their people, right? Nobody around them cares about it as much as they do. And everything there, no matter what they try, nothing's working. They just feel stuck and they don't know what to do. And when I'm hearing that, I'm listening to that from, from business owners, I'm like, I can help you. So we come in and, and just start working with the leadership team, identifying, kind of implementing this process, but really getting them clear that we want to help them in three areas. Vision is where you're going and how you're going to get there. Traction is just implementing on that vision day in and day out. And then the hardest part is that healthy and that's transforming that leadership team into a cohesive, fun-loving group of people that actually like working together. And when you start that process, that's the aha for the business owner of, oh, gee, I want out. Maybe I'm frustrated, I want out. Or two, wait, there were things in the business I don't have to do. And if I get somebody else to do them, maybe I can get that joy back. And they'll also start to realize that if they start to focus all the energy in this organization moving forward, profits are going to start are going to start to increase. They're going to start to work together and enjoy spending time with those people. And they're probably going to start having fun again. Well, I think everybody wants to make money, of course, and have a profitable business, but uh, uh, you give so much of your life energy into your, into your business, your baby. Um, it becomes uh, such a dominant part of any business owner's life, any entrepreneur's life. Uh, having fun sure means a lot. I remember back in my Wall Street days, uh, my mentor one day said to me, and I've never forgotten uh, what he had said, he said, you know, Bob, you may think this is, you know, financial services this is back in my uh, UBS Payne Weber days, financial services, but the real assets of this company go up and down the elevator every day. And that is the core of, of what runs this business. It's not the products necessarily or the services that we have. It's the, it's the people. Mm -hmm. um, so what are some ways that business owners can maximize the value of their company, Julie? Yeah. So I think one of the first thing is, are you in the center of your business? Are you the one that's making all those decisions? If you go back to um, that movie with um, Robert De Niro and um, the Fockers, right? Like he was right in the middle, everybody's around there. But if you're in the middle of all that, you're not maximizing the value of your business because everyone's coming to you to make all those decisions. So the first thing you can do is one, recognize where are you? And if you're at the center, we gotta get you out of the center so that your team can come together and work together to achieve that vision that you have for your organization. So that's the, that's the beginning part is just getting clear on that vision and, and recognizing where are you? Where are you? Are you the obstacle that's holding things back and owning that part and then doing something about it? So it's also getting the right people in the organization. And that starts from the leadership team, but all the way through the entire organization. So you wanna have the right people in the right seats. And that comes from Jim Collins's book, Good to Great. But we're, what EOS teaches you how to do that in a way that's tangible and you can kind of 
here's how here's how you do the, go through this process. The first thing is, are you clear in your core values? What makes a great person at your unique organization? And we just want to make sure that we are clear on that and that we are driving those core values throughout the entire organization, because that is what makes up your culture. And the other piece of that is, do you have the right people? So you have the, have the right seats. So we have right people that demonstrate your core values on a consistent basis. Right seats means they are crystal clear on the accountabilities for the seat that they're sitting on in on your accountability chart. And they're being held to that standard uh, without a lot of input from you as a manager and from an owner. So if you can get those two things, all of a sudden you realize your job is just to lead the organization, maybe manage the, so the depending on where you are on the accountability chart, and then you can just let them go run the organization and you'll know when you need to step in and when, when they need a little bit of guidance from you as a founder of the organization. I like the analogy you gave about the, uh, the movie with De Niro, that circle of trust sounds like uh, many business owners might be the only individual inside their circle of trust. And I think of Dan Sullivan and the work, the great work he does with the strategic coach, uh, where, he, where he talks about the self-managing company. If you're currently a business owner who can't take a two-week vacation without stressing to death that the business can't run itself, uh, I imagine there are just a lot of sleepless nights if you're thinking about turning over the reins to succession management, to family members, or even an outside sale as to what that future of that business would look like. So uh, what you're saying, Julie, really resonates with me about the ability to get the right people on the bus, get them into the right seats, give them the authority, and, and uh, obviously culture's a big deal. Could you talk a little bit about how your work influences culture of a company? Because because really, uh, culture is what a company truly is. Whatever their marketing says, their website says, uh, culture is is the, the employee's experience. It's the client's experience. And I know you do a lot of work focusing on helping the business owner create the culture that he or she wants. So I think the first thing is every company has a culture, even if they don't know what it is. So we don't create a culture in EOS. What we do is we go through an exercise and help you discover what are your core values? What are those set of guiding principles that are going to impact your culture? So I go through a discovery exercise with the leadership team, and then we start to go look at the entire organization and we're looking at every single employee in the organization and, and saying, how is it that this particular person is demonstrating each of these core values? We want to get to the point where people are consistently demonstrating those core values and then facilitate a conversation if they're not on where they're falling short. So you start to have these open, honest conversations because you're you're just everyone's clear on the type of behavior that's going to be acceptable. And imagine if you said, hey, my core values are I have one, one client, they wanted to have fun. They took it out. It's not one of their core values, even though it probably should be. But, you know, it's fun. It's integrity. It's it's behave when no like you would if someone was watching you and you start going through all these things and you start to drive this and you're recognizing people for demonstrating those core values on a consistent basis every quarterly meeting you're doing call outs for that you're you're having quarterly conversations with your employees hey this is what we're seeing we kind of need you to 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 um think about how you're going to demonstrate this more more consistently 
And if you keep having these conversations, you're going to drive culture in your organization. And those people that don't want to live by those core values, they're going to leave because they're going to realize you're serious about this and you're being, being held accountable. And I believe either of those scenarios will serve the company really, really well. Yeah, and that and that can be so eye-opening. I, I know you have a tool that that when we went through it, it was really eye-opening for us. Uh, once we did all the hard work together with the implementer to create what are those core values, we put those across the board. And then every employee, uh, including the owners, the entrepreneurs them, oh, yeah. themselves, uh, had their name on that chart. And then we rated, uh, and everybody voted from the from the receptionist to the to the CEO, everybody voted to, you know, where, where does this person fit into this, the core values, each and every one on a scale of one to five, and decided what is that minimal number that one needs to be to really be a part of this culture. And it was really eye opening. And I'm sure you've seen where business owners just, they can high five because they really have the right team in place and everyone's in the right right seat and there are other things that are necessary to drive that business forward uh, but it really is shockingly eye-opening when you come in and and uh, everybody's um, has rated a, a particularly employee as a one or a two in every every cultural issue then that makes the hard decision because um, hiring uh, firing is never a, dif a difficult conversation uh, but it sure gives clarity to that process that maybe there's somebody on the team that might be better served being in a different capacity and maybe in, in a different business. Uh, let me put you on the spot just a little bit. If I could uh, kind of uh, narrow it down to just one thing is, what is the one tool that a business owner could implement right now to improve the way that their business is run? If it was right now, I would say, get yourself a scorecard, right? As, as a business owner, identify those five to 15 things that will really give you a pulse on the business and whether or not you're going in the right direction. Because we, we started that this exercise on the, the scorecard of you're on a deserted island and you just somebody just hands you a frosted beverage or laying on a hammock, life is good, and they hand you a piece of paper. And you need to decide whether or not you're gonna enjoy that frosty beverage or you're gonna plane and fly back and step in it because things are going off the rails with your business. So when you talk about wanting to have those, that two week vacation or two month vacation, get crystal clear on what those numbers are that you know, as a business owner, you'll know if you're you're on track or not. And and then you start tracking those every single week, you'll start to see trends, you know, when things are starting to go off the rails before they actually go off the rails. So you can make a correction before it impacts your quarterly annual goals uh, for you have for the organization. Wow, that's fantastic. I, I like I like that uh, way of uh, kind of thinking thinking it through. Um, you've talked uh, uh, some about you've uh, quite a bit about this already, but let me let me ask the question yet again: Is how important is it to get the right leadership in place and functioning at a high level for the owner preparing to sell his or her business? So I think that if you were again, you got to have. Do you have the right leadership team that's going to allow you to run that business day in and day out? And the less involvement you as a business owner have in the day-to-day -day operations of your business, the more valuable your business is going to be. So 
when you think about that, if your ultimate goal is that you want to increase value of your organization to sell it, to have more freedom for your legacy, for your family, whatever that is, get yourself out of that day to day. And that's, that's when you start to look at the whole organization, what's keeping you involved, what keeps drawing you back in. And then it's an issue that needs to be solved. We go through, a, we teach you a tool on how to solve those issues, but it's, it's not something that's earth shattering. You're like, oh, I had a problem with Bob. He's an issue. We need to solve it. And then we go through a process to solve the issue, not picking on you, Bob. But I think it's just recognizing that all these things are just issues that need to be solved in the business. And it's not, it's not going to ruin everything. Just take the steps you need in order to solve them, but be honest with where you are in that day-to-day. As I think if you can get yourself out of the day-to-day and elevate yourself, yourself to doing what you love to do, what you were put on this planet to do, you're going to find more joy in that role in your business. And you're also going to increase the value of your business. Well, you know, Bob's are always troublemakers in every organization. And so you just have to be careful with, yeah, with, with you got to, what, what about Bob? <laughs> You've got to be careful with Bob. So, um, Julie, can you give us an example of a client or two that you've helped as they've prepared for their succession? Yeah, it, I love talking about this because uh, it's it always goes because, again, in my heart is, is helping people reach their full potential. So I have a, a client that um, they're implementing EOS and getting ready. The founder is just getting ready to step on. He wants to be more of a grandfather, right? He wants to have more time with his family and he's grooming his son to step into the role of integrator and then eventually visionary, which are EOS terms. And what I, I absolutely love about this team is that you have the father son dynamic and then the rest of the leadership team. So it can go one of two ways, right? One is, Oh, son's getting that spot because he's the son, right? And people are resentful. But in this particular team, what I saw was, the whole leadership team was rallying around this son and setting him up for success. And it, it gave the, it gave the visionary, the founder, just, I think more confidence to really step back and focus on the type of life that he really wanted to live because he's got that whole leadership team that is, that is really focused on the success of the organization and his son. And that goes back to having the right people in your organization and, and just, just knowing that, hey, we all want everyone to succeed. We know where we're going. We're all fully bought into that. So that's one example of another client who, what she realized was she didn't have anybody in her family to, to transition the business to. And so she decided she's going to do an ESOP. And that was, that's her focus. She's like, I'm leaving my business to my, to my employees. But that also means that you have to have a really strong leadership team and you got to have enough revenue to be actually be able to fund that ESOP, right? Because you've got to have money to be able to put in there. And that was the struggle that she was having with her leadership team, especially coming out of COVID and the challenges they had in their, in their uh, industry. So just found out three months ago, they made that first contribution to the ESOP and this this founder is getting ready to transition out of the business she feels like she's got the right 
the right president in the company who's the inter in the integrator role and she's got the right leadership team so she's got that freedom to actually step back from the organization and know that that ESOP that she set up is really going to help all of the employees in the organization. Wow, those are two really terrific examples, Julie. Thank you. Uh, you used a word earlier, uh, actually a couple of times, which really intrigues me because it's, it's such an important part of the conversations that I have with clients. And that word is legacy. Uh, legacy means different things to different people, but I think most of us uh, feel that we've been put on this earth for a reason and there's a legacy that we want to be remembered for. There are things we want to pass on to future generations. Tell me in your work, when you, when you think about legacy and you work with clients about legacy, what kinds of things come up, what kinds of things do you talk about, uh, what kind of uh, decisions are made and accomplishments have been uh, um, uh, derived from that? Yeah, so legacy is just, I mean, I've, I've known business owners that have this fear that, gee, when they, when they step away from their business, the business is gone. And they think, oh my gosh, I spent 20 years building this and then there's, it's just going to fall apart. Um, so that's, it's just, what, what type of an impact do you want your business to have on your employees, your family, the industry? There's a lot of different ways to define what legacy means to you. But again, that gets back to the, the heart of, of, of the visionary, of the founder. Like, what do they really want from the business when they're gone? What benefit is this company gonna leave for the rest, for the rest of society to take advantage of? So I um, had one client who I started working with, but previously, I wanna say 10 years ago, the founder stepped away left the, the, the business in, in the hands of a family member, not direct family member, but, um, and those family members ran the business into the ground. So this founder did not have the, like, the freedom they was hoping for, had to step back in, build that business up again, and now he's looking around saying, what do I do? Like, I don't want to, I don't want to step away and lose my business again, but I don't want to have to step away and have to come back in. And so that's where EOS came in. I said, let's, let's just implement EOS. You've got, you've got what you need. We'll get clear in the vision and you've got, you get the right leadership team to continue to operate this business. So I think it's, it's really getting clear of what is it that you want after you're gone? What kind of a mark do you want to leave on your, on your family, on your business? And then and having that courage to actually voice that and then work towards that with your vision, with your organization. Wow, courage, that, that's a terrific word and I think an important word in this process. Um, I, I love the stories you're telling and I couldn't be more of a advocate uh, for what EOS does to help put that culture in place and the accountability charts and the accountability in place and create the metrics, the rocks as EOS calls them together uh, because it is uh, sad and all too often uh, we see where a terrific business has been, uh, has been built up and whether it's the employees that take over succession uh, within the family to take over. And we see that, I mean, we know the statistics of businesses making it to the second generation surviving and even fewer make it to the third generation. And in my judgment, EOS is that, that magic key of, I don't want to be too hyperbolic on this, but it is such an incredible, powerful tool 
to make sure that you, the business owner, are ensuring you the legacy of your business and that it and that it continues on. Um, I've had the pleasure of interacting a little bit with Gino Wickman, who is the is the man out of Detroit who created uh, EOS. His book Traction is for those of you who haven't read it, it's a it's a must read. I think it's a top five business book, Traction by Gino Wickman, and he uh, has recently written a new book. Uh, the EOS Life. So, Julie, I wanted to ask you. Uh, and by the way, I have not read the EOS Life yet. So, Life yet. So, what does it mean to live the EOS Life? Can you give us a preview? And Bob, I'm going to send you a copy of the EOS Life um, so that you can read it. So, so, <laughs> so we like to put context when we're in, in EOS. So we kind of teach it. We're going to teach a tool, but we put the context around it, right? So. EOS is the what. This is the operating system is the what. The EOS life is the why. It's the why we have EOS. So the EOS life is, there's five components, doing what you love with people that you love, making a huge impact, appropriately compensated, and time for other passions. And when we're, we're working with our clients, what I'm trying to do is is instill that in there and then take a step back and think about if every single one of your employees, whether you have five employees or 150 employees, if every single one of them were living the EOS life, think about the impact it could have on them, their families, our communities, our country, our world, right? If we are all trying to live that EOS life. So that's that's the passion behind it. That is the why we created the entrepreneurial operating system is that everyone could live the EOS life. Wow, that's, that's terrific. Uh, thank you, thank you for that. Uh, Julie, I could talk to you about this for hours. Um, I, I, find, I find it so fascinating and so impactful. Uh, but before we sign off, uh, final thoughts, uh, anything that I neglected to ask you that you think is critical to this whole process or any, or just any final comments or thoughts you have on, on our conversation today? Absolutely. Clearly, I am very passionate about EOS, but I don't necessarily think that every single person, every single company should be running on EOS. So it doesn't matter which operating system that you choose to run on, just choose one and then follow that. Because when you start to have a system of framework in place to make decisions within your business, what you're doing is you're systemizing the ordinary so you can make space to, hum to humanize the extraordinary. So just think, it. don't feel like it's constraining you, it's actually freeing you up to do the work that you absolutely love to do. Thank you for that, that's, that's profound and I, I appreciate you saying that. So Julie, um, it was such a pleasure to have you on the Lessons by the Lake show. And uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for giving us your knowledge, your expertise and your time. So much appreciated. Thank you. It's great to talk to you. And uh, if you, everybody wants to find me, I'm sure there'll be some show notes in there. And if you want to hear about my chickens, you can just search cooped up. Yeah, yeah. Well, well oh, thank you for mentioning that. Julie, how, how can people get a hold of you? How do they find you? Yeah, my email address is julie.marquis at eosworldwide.com. 
And the, uh, the website's too long for me to say it, so I'm hoping that you will have that in the show notes so people can find it. If you're interested in a copy of Traction or a copy of The EOS Life, just send me an email. I'm happy to send it. There's no obligation on my end. I just would love, if, you, if you're interested and you want to learn more, happy to send you a copy of either of those books. Well, thank you. That's a terrific offer. Thank you so much. Well, Ryan, let me let me uh, just hand it back over to you. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, hey, fantastic conversation, Julie. We really do appreciate you jumping aboard and sharing how EOS really plays into a very large conversation that Bob has, you know, with his business owner clients that are approaching this idea of succession planning and advanced planning. Just a lot of really good nuggets of information in there today. Uh, so, but look, before we head out, we want to say one final thank you as well to our audience for jumping aboard and being with us on the show here today. If you took anything away from the day's conversation and you benefited from the show in any way shape or form do us a favor and go ahead and hit that uh hit that like button go ahead and subscribe to the show on whichever platform that you caught us on today and then of course share this information with any friends family business owners anybody that you think would benefit from these types of conversations you know you've heard me say it once i'll continue to say it we're taking the same strategies the solutions the conversations that Bob's having with his clients at Oswego Private Wealth, and we're bringing them right here to you guys on this show. So by subscribing, you'll never miss out on a future conversation. So for Bob, for Julie, I'm Ryan. We're going to go ahead and say so long, but we appreciate you stopping by and hanging out with us today on Lessons by the Lake. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. No strategy assures success or protects against loss.